Welcome to What Do We Just Read, a podcast where two best friends read and review a new book each week. This week we read After Dark by Haruki Murakami, a gripping novel of late night encounters during the witching hours between midnight and dawn. This book was one that both Maya and I had a rough time interpreting, but we ended up falling in love with the writing at the same time. So, from beginning in a Denny's to ending up in her sister's bed, I can say this was one wild night. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to another episode of What Did We Just Read? <laughs> <laughs> did you like that? That was a good one. That was a lot, actually. I know. I'm just gonna I'm just I'm just gonna come up with a new one every time it's my turn. Okay. <laughs> just something random. That's just something and I mean it didn't it was fine, I guess. Yeah, it was good. I thought it was good. I uh What's up? <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> I had such a weird week, actually. So, to to start to start my my week was 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 cool because I got to edit last week's episode. Yeah, which, that's right. Which actually felt really sounds good. great. Amazing. Um, actually, I listened to it. It sounds great. Thanks. Uh, it also makes me feel a little bit less um, nervous about like some. I'm always saying ums and there's a lot of pauses and I was like, oh, I can just cut yeah. all that shit out. Coughed, mute it. <laughs> gone Silence that shit. it's gone it's forever um it's gone and then we decided to go on a beach trip with our friends jesus and gabby yeah and it was hell oh well unfortunate <laughs> in all honesty we uh, glad i didn't come so we decided to leave so we were going saturday and we were coming back sunday and we were going to miramar beach florida which is uh, about four hours away uh, yeah. And we were going to stop in Pensacola because that's where Gabby's family was for a day trip. And that's three hours away. Mm-hmm. And on the way, because Jesus was not going to get there until the afternoon, we were like, well, let's make a quick stop somewhere else. So we Oh, decided... you guys got there early? No. You'll find out. <laughs> All right. Uh, we decided to stop at the aquarium in Mississippi. Yeah. It was the same <laughs> price as the aquarium at uh, in New Orleans. And... A third of the size. That's a ripoff. We got there and there was like all this like parking and the parking was like one hour parking. And I was like, that's kind of ridiculous for an aquarium. I don't really understand why there's like this one hour parking. So we, we went and we found the aquarium's parking garage. Yeah. We were there for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, parking was only 250, but we were there for 45 minutes. I could have just done that one hour parking. <laughs> Yeah, you could have just one, did the one hour parking. So then the other thing is that we left at uh, 8.30 and we were trying to get, we were like, okay, cool. We'll get to the aquarium for like 11, no, for like 10. Uh, and then we'll be there for maybe a couple hours and then we'll drive to Pensacola. Uh, yeah. It took us, it was an hour and a half drive. It took <laughs> okay. us almost, it took us like two and a half hours to get there. Oh yeah, there was traffic. There was a I lot of traffic. This. There was a UPS, yeah. USPS truck that... uh just jackknifed off the road. <laughs> oh my god. It looked like the driver was fine like the, it, it just looked like they like lost control and just turned and then like the the whole truck thing disconnected. So then Jesus. It was a 2 hour so hour and a half so it would have been like 2 hours ish to get to Pensacola. It took us almost yeah. I th- I think it, it I think it took us almost 3 or 4 hours. <laughs> To get to Pensacola because everyone and their nightmare. mother was going to Pensacola. So there was traffic the like the whole way. 
sounds like a nightmare. It was a nightmare. We were in traffic for a ridiculous amount of time just to get on to like Pensacola Beach. Yeah. We hung out on the beach for like an hour and a half and we're waiting for Jesus to get there. <laughs> Jesus had been driving from Baton Rouge. Jesus had also, oh, no. he, his drive was supposed to be six hours. Yeah. He, he didn't get there until like six. Like he left at like, at like nine or 10 a.m. And didn't get oh, there. Jesus. Yeah. And so he was like, I don't even want to get out the car and go to the beach in Pensacola. I just want to go to the condo. <laughs> so I don't want to do anything. Our drive to Miramar Beach took us almost two. This included us trying oh, to find my food. Oh, goodness. So we, get, well. so we really didn't get to the condo until like 10 p.m. Mind you, we left Jesus, the house 10 at 8.30. So like we were, we honestly spent most of the day in the car. So we wake up the next morning. And we go to the pool. Yeah. And then we go for a little while and then some check out. And so we put all of our stuff in the cars. And when we get to the car, we realize that I had accidentally left the lights on in the car overnight. So Jesus had to oh. jump the car so I could oh, no. get in and put our bags in. We went to the beach <laughs> for like an hour and a half. And then it started to rain. As it does. Got back to the car. Hadn't let it idle for long enough. So Jesus had to jump my car again. <laughs> get on the road it's supposed to be a four and a half hour drive we left at noon it took us like it, it took us uh almost six hours to get home jesus yeah what an adventure you had huh? my limit for driving is about three hours i enjoy driving but my limit's about three hours and yeah so i told my husband i was like you know on the way there and on the way back you can have half the trip to listen to music and my my half i'll listen to a podcast so we're driving, yeah. and I'm already tired because I've been to the beach for a little while. I've been sitting in the sun. And <laughs> we got, I think, to Mississippi after – and we'd been yeah. driving for like three hours already, and we still had like an hour <laughs> and a half to go. And I – we're listening to music, and I, I'm very particular with my husband. I'm like, you have to play like music I can sing along to or it's got to be like party shit that like gets me going, like that I can yeah. easily like go – I swear to Get God, amped up, you know I swear I mean? to God, he plays like the most obscure, quiet, put me to sleep shit. <laughs> he's, he's like playing smooth jazz. And like, so we like, got, and I mean, it. even the songs that like I did know, like at that point, my brain was just so fried that I was like, yeah, I'm putting my podcast back on. I'm stopping at the rest stop when we get to Mississippi <laughs> or I'm going to drive us off a fucking bridge because I'm just over it. <laughs> ready to fucking just end music, it all, dude. Music is not focus stuff like it's not focus noise to me no like it, yeah. it doesn't engage my brain in that way like like a, <laughs> like a podcast or like like that would and i was yeah. like we were on a bridge and i was like i just want to go i just want to i just want to end it all <laughs> just, <laughs> i'm so sick of it uh, the side of that bridge is looking real nice right now <laughs> and then and then we get home finally and i lay on the couch to take a nap and then he starts putting i don't want to say what the artist like i will it's fine it's hiatus coyote i don't think i like hiatus coyote very much (laughs) because it's very like i find it to be kind of discordant at times like at least the songs he was playing because it's a new album and so i was like so all of that in the car where you were just playing music that was putting me to sleep and you come home and you play this when i'm actually trying to fucking trying to sleep take a nap (laughs) trying to take a nap just completely shits on all your hopes and dreams so my vacation was actually the opposite of restful i was in the car for 12 hours for an overnight trip 
That fucking sucks. That is horrible. But Doc has not shit in our shoes, so he's not upset at us for being gone. That's that's always a plus. Yeah, my brother-in-law hang, hung out with him for uh, a few hours. On like, he texted us at like five p.m. on Sunday, and he was like, "All right, I'm gonna head out now." And I was like, "Oh, we asked you to get there at 11. So, like, thanks for hanging out with him all day. That's dope. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you staying all day, dude. So yeah, that was my weekend. It was kind of <laughs> kind of a shit show. But I'm actually in like a way better mood than I have than I have been the last like few weeks. So, hell yeah, dude. Then that's all that matters. Yeah, win some, lose some. Uh, my week was not very eventful. <laughs> what you been doing all? As week? you know, as you know, I've uh, I'm moving out right now. Mm-hmm. So I've been like picking up and cleaning up my house and packing shit up. And of uh, an era. The end of an era. Yeah. Yeah, me and Justin did not meet as roommates, but we lived together for uh, a little over two years. Yeah, something like that. Maybe like two and a half years with uh, our friend Dominic. And like, I honestly, like, I still have our group chat, like our roommate group chat text thread. I still have it too. Pinned on my phone because I I just can't let it go. Like, We we don't have to let it go. I won't let it go. There's no reason to let it go. I won't let it go. I loved it so much, and so now I've I left, and 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 Dom left, and and now it's just you, and you're about to leave too, and and now I'm leaving. That house yeah. will belong to someone else. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a big milestone, dude. It's a yeah, it's a sad moment. Yeah, we gotta. I want to. I don't know. We should do like a. We should do like a a DJM date. Like right oh, before they should. like list it, like just go and like do like a picnic in like the, the living room, just the three of yeah. us. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna cry, man. <laughs> no, don't cry. Don't do that. Uh, but yeah, that's that's basically been my week. I haven't really done anything special. I've just been doing busy work for the most of the week. Are you taking everything that's in the house, like all the cups and plates and stuff? Um, no, I'm just taking uh, basically the stuff. I bought and then stuff I just don't want. If I did buy it, I'm just going to leave it. They told me I could leave it and they take care of it. So. Oh, okay. That's actually pretty fucking convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you're going you're going back to the parents for a while. Uh, are you going to just have like yeah. the one room? Or are you going to like, you should spread out. You should be like, let me take this room as like my office. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would love to do that, but... Uh, my sister's living with my parents right now and my nephews. So my my sister's actually going to stay with one of her sons in his room and I'm going to get the other room. But I think she's going to move out why, next month why, if I'm not mistaken. Why aren't they sharing a room? They're twins. Why? <laughs> yeah, they're also 14-year-old boys. So? They don't need their own room. I, I didn't want to share a room with my brother when I was growing up. So? And I also had my own room, so it didn't matter. Look, we all have to do... Sac- we all have to make sacrifices. <laughs> Fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them kids. I can't believe it. Oh man, I was hoping that you would have some. Uh, <laughs> when you last, when you last were there, you know you, your, your your nephews were there a lot. So I was like, oh, I'm just gonna finally get some some peace and quiet. <laughs> no. Nope. They're gonna be in there all. Not the time. at all. They're gonna be there all the time. They're never gonna leave you <laughs> like- alone. Like they literally have their own rooms, and one of them is staying in my old room. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of, I was kind of thinking like I should kick him out. You should take my room back. You should, you should <laughs> kick him out to be with his twin. He can sleep in the backyard. It's fine. 
even better. There you go. You want yeah, your own room? You know, outside. Outside. It's a big room. <laughs> outside. Out, it's a huge room outside. Earth sized. <laughs> earth earth sized. I hate this. All right. Let, let's just <laughs> let's that's enough business. What did we read this week? Today, Even though oh, you listened to the thing. This week we read After Dark uh by Haruki Murakami. All right. First impressions? Before we jump into it? Yeah, first impressions. Um it was it was all right. Uh, it wasn't like amazing. Uh, I really enjoyed the writing, though. That is one thing I really like the like the descriptors that he gave. I think the writing, I think the writing was beautiful. But yeah. I was reading the Goodreads reviews, and someone brought up the, a good point that I don't think it translated well. I'm going to say that the I'm not a huge fan of this book. It was kind of, I feel like it. Like nothing happened, and I'm going to blame. Oh yeah, that. I don't think anything happened. I'm going to blame that on the translation. Like it just That's not fair. the the vibe of it not really translating to English well enough for me to understand it with my lizard brain. That's fair. I feel like this is a book that I would need to read multiple times, and like actually take my time with it. Mm-hmm. Cause when I was when I was reading it, cause all right, so basically this, this whole book takes place over one night. Yeah, <clears throat> and you're doing like you're s- switching scenes, uh, and throughout most of the the scenes, there's like music playing in the background. What? S- yeah. So well, you know, like when they give like the names of songs in oh. like certain like chapters and stuff, I would play that while I was reading. The book. I sh- maybe I should have done that. Sometimes I do that, but I did not this time. This time I was like, yeah. okay, let's just keep going. I think that that I think that uh that helped me get more immersed into the book than just, you know, reading it. I think that what I noticed initially, so I um one of my favorite podcasts, basically the only podcast I'm listening to right now, um Heaving Bosoms, they read a book called red white and royal blue and that book Mm -hmm. is in a third person um limited present tense (laughs) which this book is in third person limited omniscient present tense and so what that means is that the narrator it's in third person so the narrator is like a being uh, it's limited yes. omniscient where the narrator does not actually like sometimes a third person books. It'll be like Justin was thinking X, Y, and Z, but this one is Justin is doing this, but like, we don't actually yeah. know what's in your brain. And then present tense is like, Justin is doing X, Y, and Z. I can't believe yeah. that over the course of like a weekend, I have read two books that are in present tense and it's such a <laughs> fucking dope way of writing and receiving a book. Yeah. Because, yeah, at multiple points, it's like, we see this person doing this. Yeah. So I I thought that that was cool. I think that the writing was indeed beautiful. I just... Yes. It it, it doesn't feel like a story to me. Yeah, it was... I don't know. I don't want to say I felt stupid reading it. I did. But it but it was kind of tough to get through. I felt stupid. (laughs) At most times, I was like... 
what the fuck is happening what is going on i don't because i don't want to i don't want to blame the writer for me being like i don't want to say that like no, I didn't yeah. understand it because they wrote it wrong. I'm, he wrote it amazingly. No, it's beautifully written, a thousand percent. I just like was my brain just doesn't work like that sometimes. Yeah, I was reading it and I was like, "Am I? Am I missing something? <laughs> <laughs> am I supposed to get it now? I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's just hop into it, huh? All yep. Right. Let's just jump right into it. Let's jump right into it. Uh, so we first come, uh, we meet Mari. She's sitting in a Denny's, reading a book, just chilling, minding her own business, just hanging out. Denny's is gross. I don't remember what time it is. That's you say Denny's is gross. That's all I have to say. It's my only comment. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't remember what time it is at this point. I think it's like 11 or something. I'm not going to remember every time that this book is taking place. Because I didn't... It's like almost midnight. Yeah. So then a man walks into this Denny's, and he sees Mari, and then he backs up, and then he just sits down at her table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he doesn't even, like... He just sits down, and then the waitress comes over, and she brings him his stuff, or she brings him a menu, and he recognizes Mari mm-hmm. as this girl named Ari as her sister. And he's like, hey, we went to a pool party with <laughs> with each other way back when he said we met once your name is yuri sort of like your sister aries except the first syllable and she goes my name's mari i thought that that was such a dumb way to be like i remember you because your name is the same but different they're only two syllables like (laughs) (laughs) your name's the same but also different as your sister's (laughs) yeah i thought that that was very dumb but he said they met at a pool party yeah and they talk a little bit and the way that he's talking it seems like he's super interested in Ari. Yeah. And Mar's like, why, why are you telling me this? This is like, this is strange. Yeah. He's like, your sister was so beautiful. Like, she just, you know, yeah. just want, like, <laughs> so beautiful and just <laughs> so interesting and amazing and <laughs> just, just amazing. <laughs> he's like really talking her up. <clears throat> Obsessed is a weird, like, he's like, yeah, she's. She's awesome, but you know what would she what would she think about me? Like, cause she's so beautiful, and I'm just here. What what will we talk about? I think he uh, says at one point. Everything he talk, everything he says is weird. Like he gets there and he's just a strange man. He orders his food. Like he he opens the menu and then he closes <laughs> oh, it. And yeah. He's like he's like eh, you know I'm gonna get the chicken salad and crispy toast. That's all I ever get it when at Denny's. But uh, you can't yeah, just like <laughs> he's like. Wouldn't it be sad to walk into Denny's and order chicken salad without even looking at the menu? It's like telling the world I come to Denny's all the time because I love the chicken salad, which that is sad that you go to Denny's and hope. <laughs> but he just like says so much pointless shit. So much pointless <laughs> shit. It's okay. We don't, you don't have to judge him. He also wants that toast burnt. He wants burnt. Toast. Yeah, he says, he says. He gets mad because he's like, I said I wanted it crispy. This is not crispy enough. One thing that I got from editing the the podcast episode is I feel way less yeah. weird about like, like I, I feel like I need to like fill silences and I feel way less weird about it now because I know I can just cut them. You just, you're just going to cut them out. Yeah, you just, I can just cut them out. It's we fine. We just sat in silence for like 15 <laughs> minutes, guys. It was great. <laughs> 
that's not true at all. <laughs> I can't believe it. But you'll never know because it'll be an edited episode. You have no so idea. So maybe we did. <laughs> you don't know. All right. So then we we cut. This is when it. I was like, what's happening? So we cut to Ari, who is Mari's sister. We cut to her room. Yeah. Where she is just sound asleep. But she's like sleeping hard <laughs> like they're like like she might be dead like she's sleeping hard like barely like not move like just on her back just like not moving the sheets don't <laughs> look not moving like it looked like she just like floated into the bed yeah she's oh just into the bed and then the tv just starts to act up a little bit it just like starts to flicker and us being our omnipotent self we <laughs> we noticed that the tv's not even plugged in even though it's yeah. like flickering and uh cutting in and out yeah um and as it's flickering as it's flickering you see an image of a man sitting in a chair but it's like really out of focus and you can't really like see but it's also flickering in and out yeah <laughs> so then that's really so that's really how the book is right yeah so it's like a chapter and then it cuts to like, oh, Aries doing this. She might be dead, sleeping. <laughs> and then it cuts to something else. And then it cuts to Aries again. It it just it keeps like cutting in between uh what's happening. But like as as I said, it's all taking place within one night. So yeah. it's like you just keep going back and forth. Yeah, you just keep going back and forth. Uh so boom, we're gonna cut back to Mari who is sitting still in the Denny's, still reading. Uh and <laughs> This very large woman. First of all, uh, the dude he comes in and he he asks Mari. He's like, "Are you you know are you Mari Asai?" And she's like, "Yeah." And at yeah. one point, she asks him what his name is, and he just completely does not answer her. He just does, changes we have the no subject. Idea what his name he just is. changes the shub- yeah. subject entirely. <laughs> just doesn't tell her his name in the slightest. Yeah, very weird. I forgot about that. <laughs> so this large lady comes she's not like fat i think she's like built she's like more built like yeah she used to be a wrestler yeah she used to be a wrestler her her name is uh i'm gonna butcher these names and i'm so sorry mm. karu yes so her name is karu she comes in she's like hey you're mari uh we find out the guy's name is takahashi yeah she's like takahashi told me that you were here and that you can speak chinese fluently yeah. and she's like that's not true i'm good but i don't i can't speak it fluently <laughs> yeah, she has like a, a child's education in terms of of Chinese. Yeah. Uh, and so Karu's like, well, look, I need you to come with me because they got this girl and she's pretty hurt and she speaks Chinese and I need your help. Yeah. And Mari's like, guess I'll do that then. <laughs> yeah. I, I, sure, I guess. Oh, yeah. Uh, she gets there and she says, uh, Takahashi said you'd probably be here. And Mari's like, Takahashi? Yeah, Tatsuya T- Takahashi, tall guy, long hair, skinny, plays trombone. And Mari's like, oh, okay, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the guy who didn't tell me his name. Yeah. <laughs> just randomly came in here. <laughs> so Mari agrees. They start making their way through the streets to go to a love ho, which Karu calls it, which is a love hotel. By the way, this is taking place in Japan. I, I don't know yes. if we mentioned that, but it's taking place in Japan. Um, so they're going to a love hotel which Karu is the manager of. Uh, it's called Alphaville. So they get to Alphaville, and Mari 
<laughs> well, they get to Alphaville and then they go to the room that this the Chinese girl is in. And then we meet Kamugi and Kurogi. Yeah. Sorry if I'm butchering these names. Those sounded that's how I was pronouncing them. They work the love hoe. Like Karu is the manager and these two I think are kind of like the They're kind of like the maids. I think they're like the Yeah, they're kind of like the maids. But they they open the door and they're helping clean up the room, which is covered in blood. Yeah. Not the entire room, but there's a lot of blood happening yeah. in the room. Uh, there's a there's a Chinese woman, and she is in the corner. She is crying, and she is completely naked. And completely naked. Her face is. She's been beat up pretty badly. Yeah. She. Yeah, she's been beaten up by uh, a John. Yeah. As we find out that she is a sex worker. Probably. Yeah. I was gonna say. Uh, the book regularly refers to her as a prostitute, which. Yeah. Not saying that the author is like prostitutes, but like I think we are going to make the choice to, to refer to her as a sex worker. Sex worker, yes. That <laughs> even when I was even when I was reading it, I I just crossed out prostitute in my mind. Yeah. And just said sex worker the whole time. Great. Uh yeah, so we find out that she is a uh Chinese immigrant and she's a sex worker and she got beat up by a, a John. I think Either Kamugi or K- uh, Kurogi says that the the girl got her period while she was with the John, mm-hmm. and he got angry and yeah. beat her up, if I'm not mistaken. So they end up taking, I think the her her name is oh fuck, I highlighted it and I'm sure I'm gonna fuck it up. Her name is uh, <laughs> Gul Dongli. Yeah. They just refer to her as the Chinese woman for the rest of the book. Yeah. Uh, and he, not only did the John beat her up, but he literally took everything. He took her wallet. He took her clothes. Yeah. Like, everything in the hotel room. Like, she just has, like, her naked body in, like, a hotel room. And, like, nothing in that hotel room belongs to and, her. Yeah, nothing else. So, Karu and Mari take uh, take her to the off the hotel office. While Kamugi and Kurogi finish cleaning up the hotel room. Yeah. And Karu ends up giving her some clothes and she lets her use the phone so she can call. Her pimp, yeah. Her pimp. They call the guy and he's like, they like they call the guy and Karu is just like pretty baller where she just, then the guy comes She's like, so the John didn't pay the bill, yeah. and I need you to pay the bill. And I think he, like, I think her the bill was like six hundred, and he gave her just like a thousand yen. Yeah, he but just- he's an asshole, and he just like takes it out and just drops it on the ground, and then they they leave. Look, you can drop a thousand dollars on the ground for me, and that's fine. <laughs> I'm not going to be upset that you just dropped a thousand dollars on the ground. It's a thousand dollars, and it's. Three hundred dollars more than, <laughs> than I was expecting. Yeah, that's right. Actually, it's probably not a thousand dollars. I have no idea how much he gave her more money. He also threatens her a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, he definitely does. He says, "If you call the cops, there might be a fire." Yeah, and Car is <laughs> like, like, "I don't want the Sir. cops here. I just want my money. <laughs> like, I don't give yeah, a fuck about Yeah, just want my money." <laughs> He's like, what? "No one mentioned the cops, bro. Why you got to threaten to burn stuff down?" Uh, so after that, boom, we cut back to Aries' room. 
And at this point, the TV is still doing its little flickery, flickery thing. Mm-hmm. But the, the image is becoming clearer and clearer. Yeah. Uh, so we get a better look at the man that's sitting in the chair on the TV screen. And you can't we can't really make out any of any discernible features. They said it looks like he has like a uh, like a mask over his face that is blocking out all his features. Yeah. So we just call him the man with no face. That's the name because of this entity that I say. It's not like a it's not like he's wearing like a like a like a white mask. It's a clear mask that is yeah. obscuring his features, which makes it honestly sounds horrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying absolutely terrifying i'm horrified scared (laughs) i'm scared i'm horrified he's it looks like the room he's in is like in an abandoned building or something like that Mm -hmm. uh he's also wearing a suit and tie but it's not like a new age suit and tie and it looks kind of old and he's got dust on him so it's like it could be an abandoned building he seems at both he seems both like well groomed but also like Dishe- like dusty like he's not like dis- disheveled but he just looks like he's been through it a little bit he looks dusty he he, lo- he doesn't look he looks <laughs> he looked dusty. he looked well groomed but like just an aura of like exhaustion and like dustiness and even though we can't see his features we can still see that he is looking at airy while she's sleeping through the tv from where he is yeah <laughs> which I was I was reading it and I was like, is this about to get supernatural on us? Didn't understand what was going to happen. I was so confused. Didn't understand. And the narrator is like a like like pre- it, the narrator is not just like in a like the narrator is like an like an active character in this book. Yeah. Just like flying all over the place, observing all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's just flying through the air. And it's kind of like said that the narrator is like it says it's not like an I, it's a we. So I don't know if yeah. that's like it, it's a very uh like it's just completely different from from anything I've I've read before. Yeah, this is this is a new experience for me. I've I've never read a book like this. So with that horror show done, <laughs> we cut back to Mari and Karu. Uh, they're leaving the Love Hotel and they're going. They go to a bar. Her and uh, Karu have you know a conversation. We find out Karu used to be a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, she lost all her money through bad investments and family taking advantage of her uh and we find out mari is in school mm-hmm. to be a freelance translator um yeah and she kind of talks about how her whole life she's kind of been compared to her sister like Aerie is very beautiful and yeah. she's always been compared to her sister and like being called ugly in comparison and rude gets she got bullied a lot in school and so she started to mm-hmm. hate school and then she met a she made a friend uh, a chinese friend and the chinese friend went to the chinese school and so mari was like hey can i go to the chinese school and her parents were kind of like um no that sounds stupid uh but they let her go <laughs> they let her go and that's how yeah. she like developed her love of chinese and kind of set her on her tra- trajectory yeah this is just like an interesting tidbit in the chapter uh the bar owner he's like swapping out the vinyls mm-hmm. and mari questions him and is like why are you not using cds and why are you using vinyls she's like it takes two it takes longer to change the vinyl than it does to swap a cd and he's like well it's <laughs> it's late at night no one's gonna care like i have all the time in the world and i like vinyls yeah 
and we find and Mari says, yeah, she got into vinyls because of her uncle, and she really likes vinyls also. Yeah. That's just a little tidbit. A little FF, you know what I mean? A little fun fact. Yeah. A little, little FF. Is this going to come up again? A little FF? Yeah, a little, a little FF. <laughs> That's what I'm calling them from now on. A little FFs. Okay. A little FFs. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Karu tells Mari that, you know, if she needs somewhere to go, she can go to another hotel called the Skylark because she knows the manager there if she mm-hmm. needs, you know, a place to stay for the night. Okay. I thought the Skylark was a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I might have. Uh... Oh, is it a restaurant? I thought it was, I thought it was like I another bar. I don't remember. Bar. It might be another bar. Maybe I got it confused. And also they talk about the name of Alphaville, which is a sci-fi movie from the 60s. And mm-hmm. you're not allowed to have like deep feelings. Emotions, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you're not allowed to have deep feelings. And Karu's like, well, do they still have sex? And Mari's like, yeah. And she's like, well, that must be why it's named Alphaville. Uh, yeah, but if you if you cry in Alphaville, you are arrested and executed in public. Yep. Straight up murder you. You can't have anything anything deep. Yeah. <laughs> so Mari ends up going to Skylark and she's in the bathroom. And she's washing her hands. This is another thing that I just, I was like, what does this mean? Yeah. Uh, so she's washing her hands and she is staring in the mirror as like, like she's waiting for something to happen. Uh, nothing happens, obviously. Yeah. And then she leaves and then we are there as the narrator or the narrator's there. And it's like her reflection stayed there. Yeah. And, and then her reflection stayed there and then it just like cuts to black basically. Didn't like it. I was like. I was so confused. I was like, is this supposed to be a scary story? I'm so confused. It made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> so after that, we go back to Karu. Karu is now back at Alphaville. She is looking through the security footage uh, of that night so she can find out, you know, obviously she works at the Love Host, so she knows most of the customers. Like, she has her regulars. Yeah. And they're looking for a person... That came in around the time that the girl got beat up. And she do- She actually does find the guy. Uh, he turns out to be a regular. He uh, He's a salary man that works somewhere close by in the area. Yeah, and it's the way he's dressed where he's dressed very professionally. But it's a time of night where you can tell that, like, he ju- you can tell he just got off work. But he's not carrying yeah. a briefcase. So, obviously, he probably, like, works in the area leaves briefly goes back to work because you know japan has a very like work-centric culture but like you know yeah. it's not uncommon for people to be at work super late i thought late into the night i thought this was weird that they just had cameras set up for this like i'm not sure what japan's sex work th- culture is like but there was well no i think there's it's just a camera in like the 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 lobby area, I think. But even that is... Well, I mean, I guess that that's... I guess I guess it kind of makes sense. But yeah, I don't... I, mean, I guess it's not, like, illegal for them to, to do sex work. Because, like, obviously, you know, police probably know that this is a hotel where sex work happens. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you know, are John's comfortable going... Like, obviously, like, why are John's... Would they be comfortable going there knowing that there were cameras set uh, up? Yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> well, it made me think of uh, a, another book that someone was talking about where they 
were saying like they were like they went to go get like security cover like security <clears throat> footage from a bar like a week later and the people who were mm-hmm. talking about it were like bars don't keep security footage for that long because then no one would go to their bar because now you just know the the bar is constantly keeping <laughs> information on you for like like usually like bars like into the night like within 24 hours that shit's yeah, gone that, that makes sense i just didn't think that a a love hotel would have that johns would be like oh yeah this is cool just take a video of me a probably married man (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably married man getting by the hour sex that was just my my two cents about it continue (laughs) (laughs) so karu finds out who it is like like we said regular salary man uh so she like gets a picture of him and blows it up so it could be like, hey, this is the guy mm-hmm. that beat up uh, the sex worker. She asks if anybody used the phone to call anyone at since she's been gone. They say no. So she redials the number. Star 69. Which, <laughs> which dials the guy that she, I guess the guy. The guy that, that the Chinese up, woman called. Yeah, no, the guy that picked up the Chinese woman, I assume mm-hmm. who it is. Yeah. And she's like hey, I got a picture of the guy that might have beat up your girl. And he's like, I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> and so the guy arrives and he, she gives him the picture and she's like, let me know when you find him. Yeah. He's, and he's like, what do you want? Why would I, well, what do you want? And he's just like, I just want to know when you find him. Just, just, you know, let me know. Yeah. She's hoping like they, uh, <laughs> they cut off his ear or some shit. Yeah. the guy's- She's like, I don't think they'll kill him. The guy says, because, uh, you know, he's a he's a businessman, so obviously that would bring the police. But he says, a man only has one life, but ears, he has two of those. He's got two of them. Yep. <laughs> That's so also, badass. Also, uh, if he lo- and she says, maybe, but if he loses an ear, he's got nothing to hang his glasses on. And the guy goes, it's pretty inconvenient. <laughs> Just the level of pettiness. It's <laughs> It's so good. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, after we f- figure that out, right, it cuts to a guy in an office typing up some stuff, and guess what? It's the dude that beat up the sex worker. Mm-hmm. We know. We know it's him. I, I guess he's like some sort of programmer. I don't think they really say what his job is. They just say that he is working late in an office. Yeah, he's he's doing something with the com- with the computer system. Um, and Karu had kind of hinted at this where she was like, he must be in, in tech because if he, if he wasn't in tech, he must be in tech because he's, he's probably doing something with like the computer system overnight because you can't, you know, shut down the computer system yeah. in the middle of the yeah. day because people need it during the middle of the day. So obviously he's like, <laughs> obviously he's like, a, he, he, he works in IT. <clears throat> yeah. While he's doing that, uh, his his wife ends up calling him, and she's like, oh, I called you earlier around uh, 11. Where were you? And he was like, oh, you know, I was just out getting a snack, and I went to Starbucks and stuff. And she was like, oh, what'd you eat? And he says Chinese. And I was like, you you, I fuck, gagged. you fucker, you. <laughs> so you gross. You motherfucker. It was so gross. You bitch. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I'll be home around 4.30, which is like, fuck, that, like, you're staying late, late, bro. Yeah. 
his hand also hurts. He's obviously mm. like he's like his, flexing yeah, his hand because <laughs> yeah, because he just beat up a woman. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, the worst. Ugh. <laughs> it also we also find out that like his him and his wife just don't spend time together really. Like their their schedules are so different. Like they're always just like yeah missing each other. Yeah, because he he's always working super late, and so she's like by the time when he gets and cheating. Yeah, yeah. When he gets home, she's asleep. And when she wakes up, he's asleep and she's getting ready, like getting their kids ready because he's a father. Yeah. Yeah. This guy. I don't remember if we learned his name in this exact chapter, but his name is Shirakawa. Yeah. When he answers the phone, he, he answers it with as, as Shirakawa. So after, before they get off the phone, she asks him to pick up milk. And he's like, sure, why not? I'll do that. And lo and behold, look at us. We find Takashi, ta- I mean Takahashi, in uh, a 7-Eleven. And he's buying milk and snacks. Mm-hmm. And then he starts walking away. Yeah. He gets his milk and snacks, and then he just starts walking. I don't know where he's walking to. Probably practice. Yeah, he that's where Takahashi is. He's uh, He is carrying around a trombone because he's got overnight band practice in a basement somewhere nearby. Um, yeah, somewhere near Alphaville. Uh, <laughs> guess what? We're back in Aries' room. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. <laughs> Uh, so not the room is exactly the same. Nothing's happened except <laughs> Aries not here anymore. Gone. <laughs> she's she's now inside the TV. Yeah, <laughs> like she's on the opposite side. I was so confused. I'm like, this is getting more and more supernatural, paranormal. The more I read, yeah. I don't know what to do. And the narrator's like, I was gone for two hours, and somehow in this two hours, she just got zapped. Like, she's, like, in in the same room <laughs> with the man. He's in the chair. She's still... Still looking at her. Still looking at her. She's still sound asleep, and it's, like, it's her bed. It's, like, she... It's not like she, like, yeah. got picked up. It's, like, her bed just, like, zoomed into the TV. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just zoom. Just <laughs> transported into the fucking TV. And I was like, yeah. I'm so confused. I'm so yeah. confused. Oh, God. So that's literally all that happens there. Yeah. <laughs> She's just transported <laughs> to this other dimension. We come back to Mari, and she's in the Skylark, and Takahashi is there. Well, he, he comes in, and he meets her uh, there because he's taking a break from uh, his band practice. Yeah. He ends up apologizing to her about putting her in the middle of the whole Chinese lady being beaten up, and I'm like, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of heavy to put someone in the middle of. Yeah. Uh, he does tell her, by the way, this is only the second time that, they, <laughs> that they've met within like a four or five hour period. Yeah. Not even four or five hours. And he's already like, so look, I want to tell you, I'm going to be giving up music. He's <laughs> like. It's like I we we literally just found out you're you're a musician, and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna be giving up music to uh focus on studying law, mm-hmm. because apparently he's been a law student. He's a law student this entire time. Yeah, and he says that for like a class, he I I couldn't tell if he had like already been in law school when this happened, but basically he was talking about going through a trial, and it just affected him. Like, watching a trial, and it just affected him profoundly, and it just made him want to, like, 
before that, he was like, oh, I'm in school, but like, I don't really care about being a lawyer, but I want to focus, do my music stuff. But after that point, he was like, no, I want to. I didn't understand why. I think at this mm-hmm. point, I was kind of like, maybe skimming a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, because I read this last night when I thought we were still, I read this yesterday when I thought we were going to be recording. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I was trying to get through it. And it's like 50% of the way in. That's fair. Uh, but he goes to a trial and it's a dude that is like clearly guilty. Yeah. Um, he like murdered like three people with an axe. Yeah. And he just, there, he just didn't feel any, he, it just made him feel kind of weird. And he just wanted to like rededicate himself to being a lawyer. Um, yeah. Didn't quite understand why. It affected him so profoundly, <laughs> but I was like, okay, dude, that's uh, your bag. <laughs> I don't know. I know uh, he was saying that when he first like went into law and like first looking at the trials, he was able to separate himself from the people being tried, mm-hmm. the defendants. And at that trial is when, like, he realized that they're not so different and that the wall that was, like, blocking them out is not at all that strong and it could have been him being tried. And I think that's when he was like, you know what? I'm ready to practice law. Yeah. Didn't understand it, but that's you, dude. Yeah. So, (laughs) Mari and Takahashi, they end up leaving the Skylark. Hold on. I don't know if you noticed this. I noticed it because I looked it up. But he asked her about. Uh, he says he asked her if he's seen it, if she's seen a movie called Love Story. It's an old movie, um, mm-hmm. and it's about a guy named who's like from a super old money family, and he marries a poor girl, and he gets disowned. They stop paying his tuition, and they the movie is basically them scraping by and keeping up their studies until he graduates from law school and gets a big law firm. And he was talking about how the main character, who's played by Ryan O'Neill kind of envisioned poverty as being kind of like fun like almost like a stepping stone of just yeah. like i'm only gonna be poor for a little while and then it's it's gonna be fine and takahashi's like if i'm poor i'm just poor like it's just not <laughs> uh and so then he gets his job at, at, as a big lawyer and <laughs> mari asks him what happens and he says it's a happy ending they live happily ever after love conquers all um and the father who disowned him gets diabetes and cirrhosis and and dies lonely and miserable. <laughs> yeah. That is not true. That's not the plot of Love Story. <laughs> 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 what actually happens is after What's he <laughs> after he gets his big fancy law job, they start trying to have a baby and they're yeah. not able to conceive and so they go to the hospital for some tests. And it turns out that his yeah. wife has leukemia. And oh she gets, my god, that's so much worse. Yeah, she gets she gets really really like she basically gets sick, and they caught it too late. And he also like hides it from her, which I didn't understand. He hides. She like what? figures out like she like asks the doctor. Um, the, the, this came out in like the seventies or something. So like, whatever. Right. <clears throat> Obviously, you could just hide things. Your husband can just hide things that your doctor knows. Yeah, obviously. So she dies. And while when she got sick, he had gone to his father and he he said, hey, dad, can you I, I need some money for something? And his dad's like, oh, did you get a girl in trouble? And he's like, yeah, I did. 
and his dad gives him the money and then his dad realizes later that she has cancer and she's dying and so his dad gets to the hospital like right after she's died and his dad tries to apologize and he's like something she said to me was love means never having to say you're sorry i don't know why he lied about the ending of this movie (laughs) that is so weird why would he do that (laughs) i looked it was it was the only thing i looked up while i was reading because i was like that's so (laughs) he just lies about it and it doesn't get we don't (laughs) it's such a weird thing mari as far as i know in this book never finds out that he's completely lied about yeah (laughs) i think i looked it up because it was so (laughs) odd where he's just like oh yeah big time lawyer and then happy ending dad dies good guys win and i was like that doesn't seem that's (laughs) a really boring movie It's it is con- love story is apparently considered one that of- movie sounds like it sucks. <laughs> I don't ever want to see that movie. Besides the fact that it's sad, it's considered to be one of the most romantic movies ever made. Anyway, I just wanted to, t- 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 to drop that in there. <laughs> so after Takahashi lies because he's a liar, <laughs> him and Mari end up walking to a, a park that's nearby and it's got like a bunch of stray cats and stuff the dream and oh. they're <laughs> I hope right? that gets, the dream i hope that got cut you said a bunch of stray cats and doc was like meow <laughs> no i didn't hear it damn it oh, i hope it's in there i hope it got picked up by my mic i hope so uh-huh <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of stray cats and you that's yeah, the dream obviously and they're feeding the stray cats and they're talking to each other and Mari wants to know how Takahashi knows Karu because <laughs> she asked Karu and Karu was like, ah, oh, that's a that's a story. It's a long story. You should ask Takahashi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she does ask Takahashi. And it turns out <laughs> Takahashi took a girl to the love ho. <laughs> and then he didn't have enough money to pay for the hotel room. <laughs> and so he had to leave his student ID there and come back and pay it. And then when he comes back to pay it, <laughs> him and Karu have like tea and they start talking. And she basically forces him to start working at yeah. Love Ho doing like tech stuff. Yeah, just like little odd jobs. Yeah. And I thought that was really funny that he was like, yeah, I didn't have enough money. So I had to come back and pay it. Now I work for them low key. Yeah. He said, uh- she asked what happened to the girl and he just like never saw her again she just like i guess was yeah he's like no embarrassed <laughs> angry at him <laughs> i can imagine what do you mean and he's like i wasn't like super crazy about her and she's like do you do that a lot yeah. go to hotels with girls you're not particularly crazy about and she's like why not getting his dick wet <laughs> yeah why not their their relationship is so strange to me I didn't like it because he like every time every time they meet he's like talking and rattling off shit and she's just giving him like one word answers just like yeah but like they they continue to meet up though throughout the whole book yeah (laughs) oh my god we've uh also takahashi doesn't live with his parents i don't remember how they got on the subject of that but we find out takahashi doesn't live with his parents uh and i just there's no rhyme or reason to how we end up on any subject with him. He just starts dumping. That's fair. There's n- That's fair. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, you're right. 
there's never it's just it's, like all right cool let me tell you this it's not like we don't know it's that it doesn't matter because sometimes <laughs> he's just like oh yeah eating my chicken salad sandwich with my toast did you know that this horrible thing happened to me as a child <laughs> you're absolutely correct that actually <laughs> is this where that comes up or does that come up later i can't remember we'll, we'll come back to that yeah but he doesn't live with his parents because he doesn't get along with his dad. Mm-hmm. And also, he says that his mom isn't his mom. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I don't live with him. I don't fuck with them. Hey. <laughs> what? Hey. What? We're back in our Aries room. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? Literally nothing's happening in this chapter. <laughs> it's just... It's just watching her. Airy. Eri wakes up in this chapter, and she's like, God damn, I'm pretty sore. Wait, why am I in this weird room? Yeah. That's essentially the entirety of it. We we learned two important things about this. Yeah. Well, one, she wakes up. Two, she can't yeah. get out. <laughs> yeah, she's just stuck there now. And three, it looks like Shirakawa's office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot that detail. Yeah, it looks like Shirakawa's office because I think she like finds a pencil in there. Yeah, it has like the name of Shirakawa's office on it. Yeah, and it's like I don't know what this means. And she tries to she tries to go back. She's like banging on the door, but like obviously like no sound is being made. And she decides like you know what this is a bad dream. I'm just gonna go to sleep. And so the narrator, <laughs> we'll just go back. The to sleep. narrator has like. The narrator was like, look, I I want to get a better view with the narrator. She's like, thinks about it. She's like, all right, I'm in that room now. <laughs> yeah, now I'm there. <laughs> and then like, she, okay, she says cool. she's going to go to sleep. And so she goes to lay back down. And the narrator just gets, for some reason, just like pulled out back to her room. Yeah, it just gets taken away. <laughs> and the TV turns off. So now they can't even Yeah, watch. now they can't even watch it. Uh Look, I know I know we're like joking around and shit, but remind you, this book is written beautifully. <laughs> it's written so well. It's so good. But it's just the subject matter is so strange. Don't understand. Uh You know what makes me really upset <laughs> is that I realized up? when I was reading through it as I was like, man, there haven't been any pictures cuz I think <laughs> I for some I somehow didn't get the <laughs> illustrated version. <laughs> Wait, there's an illustrated version? Did you not have the little clocks at every every corner? I had the clocks, but I thought, no, I didn't get the, but there's like. There's illustrated. I didn't know there was an we illustrated We talked about version. this last week where I was like, oh, it says illustrated. And you said, yeah, there's going to be pictures. You you also didn't get the illustrated oh, version. I was talking about the clocks at the beginning of each chapter. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what the other illustration is. What are the, what are the illustrations? I don't know. Hold on. Let me look inside and see if I can see what one of the pictures is. Yeah. You said there were going to be pictures, and I thought that there was going to be like, oh, I guess it's just it's just the clocks. Anybody can use a oh. fucking clock. I, <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe it. I felt so. We've been bamboozled. I felt so bamboozled. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess that there just isn't. Okay. Never mind then. I was expecting, like, I uh, thought you said there were going to be, like, pictures at the beginning of each chapter, but it's just clocks. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Those are the pictures I was talking about. No exit had clocks, and that didn't, didn't it? <laughs> they didn't have pictures of the clocks. I thought they did. This is shenanigans. I just remember there being, time was so big. and <laughs> <laughs> time, time was a huge thing in No Exit. Man. I, I thought there was going to be more about like, <clears throat> oh, it's 4.52 a.m. here, and this is what's yeah. happening. But honestly, like, but I'm, that's not how that went. I'm on. already bad at reading analog clocks, and so I just never knew what time. Oh, it was. Oh, I had no idea what time it was, unless they said it in the chapter. Because I would like try and read the clock, and I'm yeah. like, "There's not even any numbers on it." I'm, I'm gonna take a screenshot. Fucking. <laughs> to be honest, like, twelve of the eighteen chapters, I'm pretty sure the clocks were the same goddamn time. Yeah, I think like the first <laughs> like chapter, it didn't look different at all. Yeah, I was like, I have no idea what time it is. There weren't any numbers. It was just like. I could kind of like approximate. It was just an analog clock. But I, at, at a certain point, I was like, I don't care. Yeah, I can approximate, but it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I feel yeah. so let down. It really had it. It really had no uh, impact on the story at all. Because when I when I got, I think I had gotten to this point, and I was like, man, there haven't been any pictures. And what I was expecting is, I thought it was going to be like a graph, like not a graphic novel, but I thought that at the mm-hmm. beginning of each chapter was going to be like a picture of like what the narrator is seeing. Like maybe like a picture of like, oh that would have been like cool. a like a comic picture of like I would have really enjoyed that. Airy, I feel so let down. I feel so sad. After the after the narrator is zapped out of the fucking TV set and back into Airy's room, Mari and Takahashi are still in fact in the park and they're still chilling, still feeding cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Takahashi mentions to Mari that. A while ago, maybe a couple months ago, he had a conversation with Ari. I didn't. Why are you laughing? Because I didn't realize. I don't think it said in the previous chapter that this that this park had a lot of cats. And so my yeah. note is, they're sitting on a they're sitting at the park, and she just somehow has a kitten. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They definitely mentioned it. It took a few paragraphs (laughs) in this chapter for there to be like more. I guess I guess they realize that several cats are watching from a distance away. (laughs) But it's just a whole paragraph of her just like holding this cat, and I was like, "What the fuck? Where did she get a cat?" (laughs) Said, "Where this kitten come from?" I'm so confused. I hate it here. Yeah, (laughs) I really hate it here. (laughs) Like it really, like it, it was really like. Like frustrating to me, I couldn't tell <laughs> where she got this cat. It's like this fucking mysterious cat. It it bothered me. Continue. <laughs> uh, so he tells Mari that him and Ari had a, a a pretty heartfelt and deep conversation a few months back, where Ari had mentioned to him for some reason. That she wished her and Mari could have been closer as sisters when they were growing up. Yeah. And closer now that they're older. And Mari questions him. is like, why, why would she tell you that? Like, you're a complete stranger, basically. Mm-hmm. And basically, he's like, yeah, you know how people meet strangers. And like, I'm probably never going to meet this person again. Let me dump all my shit on them What, ta- what Takahashi's been doing to her all night. What? <laughs> yeah, what Takahashi consistently has been doing. <laughs> It's like, 
Yeah, checks out. He also says that in the course of this conversation, like, Aries just, like, basically just dumping on him. He's barely getting a word in edgewise. And she's also just popping yeah. hella pills. <laughs> she's just... Yeah. She's just... <laughs> just... Yeah. Popping hella pills. He can't say anything because she's just fucking going. Just going and going. Yeah. <laughs> and Mari's basically like, yeah, she's always been into the pills. We told her about it. We told her she should get some help, but she she's not going to do it. Stop it. Get some help. Stop it. <laughs> uh, Mari also says that she wished her and uh, Ari could have been closer uh, while they were, you know, coming up and also now that they're older. She says that she felt like they lived in different worlds, basically, because mm-hmm. Ari was off doing her, her modeling stuff and being the beautiful sister. And she was just, she was the, uh, I can't remember what she says, but it's basically like she was like the the stable sister. I don't know. It's not stable. She says that her sister's like Sleeping Beauty and she was like the, does she compare herself to like a goat or like a sheep? <laughs> <laughs> She said something, but I, I I can't I can't find it right now. Um, and she also, they kind of just have this this conversation where like Takahashi's like I listened to her talk for like hours, and I felt like yeah. everything I said to her like nothing was penetrating. She just like it was like a wall. Um, yeah. And they also kind of have this conversation where he's kind of being like, yeah, I can kind of like empathize. It seems like she was going through shit. And Mari's like, okay, but I was the ugly sister, so, like, how bad could her life have been? Yeah, essentially, yeah. <laughs> and he's kind of coming from a place of, like, yeah, but, like, think about all that pressure that was on her to, like, constantly be, like, she's just the pretty one, you know? Yeah. She's only worth something because of her body, and and she just is, like, I don't understand. I'm I'm the goat, and she's sleeping, she's, you know, she's Snow White. <laughs> she doesn't call herself a goat. I forget what animal she says, but she's like, (laughs) (laughs) it's some animal that would live in a stable. Yeah, she compares, basically, they're just on complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. She also asks um, if he slept with Aerie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And he's like, no. Because she's like, was Aerie the girl that you took with you to the love (laughs) hoe? And he's like, no, Aerie was not the girl. And she was like, okay, hypothetically. If she was, would you tell me? And he's like, no. No. And she's like, okay, so you wouldn't tell me anyway. And she's like, you know, you could say like, basically like I plead the fifth. And he's like, well, yeah, but if I plead the fifth, then obviously the answer is yes. So I just have to say no. (laughs) (laughs) Like I can't, I can't say, I can't say no. Yeah. I can't say I can't answer that because then the answer is going to be yes. Yes. But I can't say yes. So I'm just going to say no. But I can assure you that she is not. I've never slept with her. She's not the girl that I took with me to the love hoe. Yeah. <laughs> and Mari says Mari says something along the lines of, she says Aries, Aries asleep now. Uh, she's in a really deep sleep. And <laughs> Takahashi's like, everybody's asleep now. It's the middle of the night. And Mari says, no, that's not what I mean. She doesn't want to wake up. And my note was like, does does Ari know something that I don't know? I mean, does Mari know something that I don't know about Ari? Is she in like this fucking 
fantasy world, I was still so confused. I didn't yeah. understand what was going on with Aerie. I had no... I I wanted her to elaborate, and then she just wouldn't. And then she didn't. That's the end of the and, chapter. Yeah, because then we go to, to Shirakawa's office. So now we're in Shirakawa's office, and he's, like, uh, working out. Yeah, he's doing yoga. Yeah, he's, 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 uh, he's working out, and... After he does all that, he uh, takes an inventory of the sex worker's stuff that he stole after he beat her up. <laughs> uh, and he ends up basically putting everything into a plastic bag, except for her cell phone. Yeah. And then he calls a cab to come get him to take him home. <laughs> and the cab, the cab's like... What are you doing with that trash bag? And he's like, oh, it's not food or anything. I just need to throw it away. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to smell. And so the cab driver's like, all right, you can get in, I guess. He also, um, after he does yoga, he like freshens up in the bathroom and we get another, like his reflection stays in the mirror when he leaves the room, which how logistically, I'm not sure how that would work. Oh, yeah. Once again, weird. Yeah. But not supernatural at all. Yep. Anyway, yep, goes, gets in the cab with the cab driver. The cab driver takes him to 7-Eleven because he's like, hey, I got to pick up some milk my, my wife called. So they go to 7-Eleven and he throws the trash bag of her stuff on a pile of trash that's outside the 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. And then he goes in, grabs his milk, and he takes out the cell phone and he leaves it next to some cheese. Yeah, he's supposed to be <laughs> and, then, and he just leaves. He's like, Bye. And while he's while after he leaves and while they're almost to his house, the the same Chinese guy on a motorcycle pulls up next to him, but he doesn't know that it's that guy because he's like laying down sleeping kind of so he yeah. can't really see in there. And so they go separate ways and it was just that close to him being found. But yeah, they end up going separate ways. So then we cut back to Takahashi and Mari and they're still talking about Aerie, but Mari's like, let's change the subject. I don't, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> because he's like, what do, you, what do you mean she doesn't She doesn't want to wake up? What do you mean? Yeah, she's like, what it's private. I don't mean? want to talk about it in the middle of the street. <laughs> so Takahashi does what Takahashi does and just starts dumping. And he's yeah. like, yep, my mom died. And it's like, hey now. You're just out here. You're just out here blurting this out, dude. Goddamn. And he talks about his childhood, basically how his his mom passed away. And when his mom died, his dad like went to prison. So he was basically an orphan for like six months. Yeah, his dad went to jail for doing some shit for maybe like a Ponzi scheme or something. Uh and like sick and like a few months after his dad goes to jail, his mom gets an aggressive form of cancer and within like a few months she's gone. Yeah. So he's essentially an orphan for a time. <laughs> I just realized my mic was off. <laughs> you like it is just watching you burp was <laughs> really funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a I hate everything. He, he's an orphan for a few months, uh, <laughs> until his dad is released early because the Japanese courts are like, Well, your child <clears throat> Ooh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese courts are like your child is uh, alone, and so they they release him early so that he can go be a father. Uh, and but 
while he's waiting for his dad to be released, basically his dad's family is like sending money and his neighbors are like checking in on him, but he's living in a house by yeah. himself. He's seven years old, getting himself ready for school. Yeah. Pretty like resourceful seven year old. Yeah. But Mari and Takahashi are walking back to Skylark at this point. And basically there's they just agree to meet up in the morning yeah. and go get some breakfast, go get an omelet. He's actually taking her back to Alphaville. Oh, is he? Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, fucking. So they're do going back to Alphaville. Do better. <laughs> I stand corrected. That's not what I said. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave all this silence in. No. <laughs> You're gonna leave in every single cough. Yes, every single cough. Uh guess what though? Where are we at? Back with Ari. <laughs> <laughs> My girl. She's still in the the reverse room or the the whatever room, the TV room. Yeah. But it looks like she can see her room on the other side of wherever she is. Yeah. And <laughs> she's like trying to like figure out what's going on, but obviously she can't because no one knows what the fuck is going on. <laughs> and while she's in there, the TV starts to static and flicker and the narrator yells out run, dude. Yeah. But obviously she can't hear him because he's just omnipotent being <laughs> that's just there. <clears throat> but the TV ends up like flickering out. And then we cut to Shirakawa, who has now made it home. And he's just watching a, a nature documentary, eating yogurt. Yeah. Literally nothing is happening. He's just eating yogurt. <laughs> yeah. That, that was literally it. He's just watching Creatures of the Deep and eating yogurt. And then Mari and Kurogi, we're at Alphaville now. Mari and Kurogi are in a love hole room and they're watching TV. They're also watching Creatures of the Deep. Yes, they're also watching Creatures of the Deep. And Mari is like, Kurogi, I know you told me earlier that uh, you don't, you gave, you gave up your name or you don't use your name anymore. She's like, why is that? Uh, and Kagori, I mean, Kurogi says, that's because I'm on the run from someone. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I don't want to tell you who it is. Just know that I'm running from some people. Yeah. And Mari's like, well, that's wild. <laughs> but she's like, Kurogi's like, uh, you believe me? And Mari's like, yeah, of course I believe you. Why would I not believe you? Yeah, it's a weird thing to lie about. What? You- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a strange thing to lie about. I'm on the run. I'm working at a love hotel. Because people are out to get me. <laughs> she uh, she lifts up her shirt and they've like branded her. Yeah, she has brands on her back. And other places that she says she's not going to show. Which yeah, that she can't show. Horrifying. Absolutely terrifying. That's super fucked. Also, Mari, and then Mari tells her, <laughs> she says that uh, Ari has been sleeping for like two months. Two solid months. <laughs> she's just been sleeping she's been sleeping but like so every time they go in there she's just like asleep basically in the same position but like when they bring her food like it's being eaten the food's being eaten it seems like she's obviously not soiling herself so obviously she's like getting up for periods of time to like bathe and then just going back to sleep but like they're like fucking shaking her and she's 
Yeah, it's like, wake the fuck up. Wake up. Turn around and put a little makeup. (laughs) She wanted to. (laughs) Karogi leaves and Mari just falls asleep because it's at this point, it's super late in the, uh, the, the night. Yeah. So, to be honest with you, at this point, I thought like. I thought Aerie was like being held in like a sex dungeon. Didn't I thought she I thought she was got taken hostage. And this made it even worse because <laughs> Takahashi is finishing up music practice and he's like, Oh, I gotta leave early. I got some other stuff to take care of. And I was like, This man is going to Aerie because he kidnapped her. You thought Takahashi was was holding her hostage? I thought so, yeah. I also thought Shirakawa was holding her hostage. Because mm. I wouldn't put it past Shirakawa. Man's out here beating okay. up sex workers and robbing them. Takahashi was weird, but I didn't get a vibe from him. Of, like, danger. He's a strange man. He was, he was like, strange in a you're bad at social interaction way, but He's not dangerous. Awkward. I never thought he was dangerous. Look, I'm just telling you what was going through my head. Well, your head was wrong. How dare you? I'll I'll end this podcast right now. I would die for (laughs) Takahashi. I wouldn't. You're changing your tune up now. (laughs) I wouldn't die for him. I just thought he was harmless. Shirakawa's still at his house. (laughs) Just watching TV. Yeah. As uh, Takahashi is leaving his music practice. This chapter kept like cutting in between everyone, basically. Mm -hmm. So Mari is still asleep at Alphaville, but oh yeah, so Mari's it shows that Mari is still asleep at uh, Alphaville. It's fine. It cuts back to Aerie. Aerie's back in her room now. At this point, everything seems like it was the first time we saw her. Literally, nothing's changed. Yeah, TV's off at this point, I think. And then it cuts one more time, and we're with Takahashi again. He's at a Seven Eleven getting some snacks. This made me so nervous. <laughs> and the phone that Shirakawa left starts ringing. So I don't know if you noticed it, but I'd, I'd written it down. It ended up not coming back. Um, but after uh, Karu takes, gets the picture, she goes back to her office and gives yeah. it to, after she gives it to the guy. And she looks at the picture again. And then she like looks at the ceiling and makes like, it says she like looks at the ceiling and like moans. Yeah. And my first thought was, oh my God, Shirakawa looks like Takahashi. Yeah. And so the whole night I've been so concerned. <laughs> that's that's also what I thought. Like I when, thought he was in danger. Yeah. When when he after he like picks up the phone and basically so he picks up the phone and there's a uh it seems like a recording. Of just a dude being like, we know what you did. Like, you're not going to get away with this. If somebody taps you on the shoulder, it's going to be us. That's us tapping you on the shoulder. I didn't think it was a recording. I thought it was just the guy threatening him. Yeah, but then it comes up later at the end of the book. Yeah, but it's just him making the same threats the whole time. I don't know. Maybe. Basically, <laughs> it sounded like he was. They said it sounded like he was reading a script. Is basically is what it's. Yeah. Said. Basically, he he picks up the phone because it's ringing in the Seven Eleven, and the guy's just like, "We know what you look like. No matter how far you go, we're gonna find you if you like 
someone tapped you on the shoulder. It's us. <laughs> it's us. And of course, Takahashi picks up the phone and he's like, um, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I just, I just picked, you got the wrong guy. Uh, and then they just kind of just hang up. Yeah, and he just puts the phone back and pays for his shit and dips out. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, nope, don't want that. Yeah. And so he goes to the park and he calls Mari, Mari. at Alphaville. Yeah. And asks if she still wants to get breakfast. And she's like, no, not really. And he's like, well, <laughs> at least let me walk you to the train. And she's like, okay. Yeah. So uh, Mari and Takahashi meet up and they're walking to the train together. And at this point, Takahashi tells Mari and he's like, yeah, I'd like to see you again. This was this was this this could be fun. We could, you know, we could go on a, a date. Mar- Mari's like, oh, so you want to go on a date with me? And he's like, well, I mean, <laughs> if you, if you want, then yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and she's kind of like, why? And he's like, we have so much to talk about. And she's like, we don't have anything in common. <laughs> <laughs> and this man's just like, look, but if we go out, then we could find out what we have in common. Yeah. But he's like, we've been having so we've been talking all night, and she's like, well, you've been talking all night, sure. You've been talking. <laughs> we haven't talked about literally anything of importance. Yeah. So then we we get the reveal that uh, Mari is going to China the next week. She's going to Beijing. <laughs> yeah. He has to get. He like asks her out the next week, and she's like, gonna be out the country. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oops, sorry. <laughs> she's go- she's going to Beijing. And he's like, well, fucking, he's like, well, g- give me your, give me your address in Beijing and I'll write you. Mm-hmm. He's like, and I'll be waiting for you until you come back. And she's like, that's six months. And he's like, all I got is time. I don't know. Like, I'm going to be doing this. I'll be here. Yeah. So she ends up giving him the address to where she's going to be staying in Beijing. And then she tells Takahashi a story about when her and Ari were kids and they got trapped in an elevator after an earthquake, I think. Mm-hmm. And Mari kind of froze up and was terrified. And Ari held her the entire time and basically, you know, was there to, like, protect her. And she says that is basically the closest her and Ari had ever been until they eventually started to grow apart as they got older. Yeah. And she misses that. And she also talked about he she talks with him a little bit about Aries long sleep, but she he's like not really understanding. He's like, Have you guys like brought doctors or anything? And she just like she's like, I just can't really explain it. Yeah. Where she's not in a coma, but she's not She's just tired. Yeah, because she like came home. Like they were eating <laughs> dinner one night with their parents and she kind of was just like, I'm gonna go take a deep sleep. I'm just gonna go to make a deep sleep. And then she I'm just go to did. sleep for a while. And then she just <laughs> Has been asleep since. <laughs> Can you imagine someone just being like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go take a take a sleep for a while, <laughs> just sleep for two months." <laughs> Can you imagine? Okay, Johnny Appleseed, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> but she's like, oh, I just, man. I just can't really explain it to other people yeah. or like what that feeling is like. <laughs> Yeah, because literally, literally, no one's gonna understand. You're like, yeah, my my sister's been asleep for two months. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 at the end of the night, basically. 
and the sun is like coming up and Ari, I mean, Mari gets home and she goes to Ari's room and she, she sits next to Ari's bed for a, for a minute and then she ends up getting up and she <laughs> ever so gently Gross. just kisses Ari on the lips. <laughs> and then, this upset me. <laughs> it fucking came out of nowhere. I'm like, what? I kind of understood it because uh, when she was telling Takahashi about it, he kind of like made like kind of like a tongue in cheek kind of little joke that he was like, oh, she's like Sleeping Beauty and she just needs a, like, a prince <laughs> to come kiss her. Mari's Dude, we prince, gotta baby. stop reading books where people like kiss their siblings <laughs> full on the mouth. <laughs> Only books where people kiss their siblings full on in the mouth. We have to stop this. Please. I didn't know this would happen. I didn't know. Actually, oh. both books where this happened are books that you picked. Stop picking incest books. <laughs> Delete that from the record right now. <laughs> Delete it from the record. This is how Justin pitches every book to me. He's like, okay, cool. This book has a little bit of light incest. <laughs> oh my god, I should have us read Flowers in the Attic. No! <laughs> That's not true. I have to I have to pick an incest book to balance it out. <laughs> Every meeting I'm just like, so look, this brother and sister kiss, right? <laughs> Stepbrother, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Every book I'm just like, step bro, what are you doing? <laughs> you 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 buy the book and then you search in Kindle where you're just like search for kiss. Yeah, kiss. <laughs> I hate it here this is the worst that's why <laughs> so, see this is why you're upset at the books that i'm picking you're not mad that the books i'm there's picking not are boring incest. you're mad that there's not enough incest <laughs> there's not enough incest damn it <laughs> i hate this you don't want someone uh, to get railed well you do but by their sibling by their sibling though yeah that's that's the way to do it i hate it here <laughs> <laughs> can't believe i have to cut out six minutes of us talking about incest oh you better not i'm adding it to the list i'm adding it to the um i'm adding it to the to the to the list of um ideas um, for like if we ever are able to like get a patreon like this is going on the list of books flowers in the attic we're reading it oh no yep oh god Oh my goodness! So, after Mari and Ari have their sick makeout session, <laughs> Mari like puts her ear on Ari's chest to listen to her heartbeat, and she like starts crying because fucking Ari's been asleep for two months, and she's like, "Please come back." Mm-hmm. She also kisses her twice. I don't know if you said that. Yeah, she did. She, did. she, she gives <laughs> she her like a, a quick, her. a little quick one, and then she gives her a, a like not like a deeper kiss, but like a longer, full on makeout. Full on makeout session. With there's a, not. There's tongue. She's sleeping. <laughs> um. So she ends up crawling in bed with Ari and falling asleep. And then it cuts to the seven eleven, the same seven eleven that they've been going to this entire time. And the clerk is in there with a list, and he's like, 
checking off, I guess, all the deliveries and stuff for the end of the night. <laughs> and he hears the phone ringing mm-hmm. again. And there's no one in the store, so he walks around and he finds it and he picks it up. <laughs> the same man is on the other end and he threatens him also. He's like, we know where you are. We know what you look like. You didn't get away with this. We're going to find you. Yeah. And the dude just hangs it up. He's like, nope. <laughs> the, the clerk the clerk answers up when he goes, hello. He's like, you probably think you got away with it. And he's like, hello? <laughs> <laughs> You just you have to say it louder so they know that you don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> and then it cuts back to Mari and Ari. They're still sleeping. Mari's curled up next to Ari and it pans over to Ari and her mouth moves a little bit. Yeah. And that's the end. That's the end of the book. <laughs> that's the end of the book. Can I tell you something real funny? What? Into the book. And then the next page is really small. It says all, like, it's basically books also by uh, Haruki Murakami. But but then the list of the book titles is really big. And I thought that there was just like a, this is, this is, the, this is how I read it before I realized that it was a list of book titles. Oh, no. The book ends after the quake. Blind willow, sleeping woman. Dance, dance, dance. The elephant vanishes. Hard-boiled Wonderland at the end of the world. And I was like, what the fuck is this poem? Randomly at the end of the book. Why is this poem randomly inserted in? Yeah, and then I was like, oh, these are book titles. Once I got to Hard-boiled Wonderland, I was like, okay, something's wrong here. Because after the quake, Blind Willow Sleeping Woman, I was like, oh, wow. like This is like a, this is like a really cool translated poem. From Japanese, like this is beautiful, <laughs> and then <it> goes egg. Nope. <laughs> Just <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> uh, so we get no closure. Shirakawa gets away with beating up a woman. Uh, <laughs> yep. Takahashi and Mari might date. Maybe Mari might date Ari. No one knows. Mari. And she's going to China. Mari might date Air. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that sequel? That's the sequel I'm reading. That's not the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Okay. <laughs> so we got to do it. We got to do it every week. Out of five, what do you got? I want to give it higher. This is, it's, it's, oh my God. I don't know. I enjoyed the writing so much and I feel like that I need to read it again and really take it slow and experience it the way that I would like to experience it where I listen to the music with the chapters mm. and take it slow and not rush through it. So as of right now, as it stands, I'm going to give it like a two, two and a half. I am at a two for this book, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I want to say that I'm just too dumb for it or <laughs> or that the translation does not does not cross the ocean. The translation yeah. does not uh, transcend 
language barriers. Yeah, I'm sure it is much more beautiful and thoughtful in Japanese mm-hmm. than it is in English. I just, I think that it just doesn't feel like a, it feels like an extended novella or like a vignette Mm. but it's not it's not a i couldn't really tell you what the beginning middle or end or are or like the climax or yeah what i'm meant to take away from this story um and i think that's that's why my rating is so low yeah is because I, i just don't understand the why of why i read this yeah and it makes me so sad because like we said it's so beautifully written yes like and it's it's one of those books where if for no other reason read it for the imagery because the imagery is just like gorgeous and not only is the imagery gorgeous but just i i honestly have been I want to read more books in present tense. I think that yeah. they add something completely new to the story because you're kind of un- mm-hmm. you're you're seeing what the characters are seeing in real time, which makes you feel more a part of it. They're a little bit hard. To, sometimes they can be a little bit hard to get into it if you're not expecting it. Um, yeah. Because when I heard Heathen Bosoms talk about it, one of the people was like, "Oh, I was." It, it took her a couple ch- like a couple chapters to like get into the story, but like going into mm-hmm. it when I read it, when I read Red, White, and Moral Blue, which is, I. I'm going to hold on, hold, hold that thought for me. (laughs) Um, But when I read it, I was already expecting it to be like that. And so it was a little bit easier for me to just jump in. Yeah. And I think I, I think I had mentioned it um, after we finished recording the podcast for the checklist, where we were talking about on that podcast, how the checklist really didn't was, was not a book where it really immersed us into the story. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I think I read, like, the first chapter of this, and I texted you, or I told you, and I was like, you remember how we didn't have any immersion (laughs) in the checklist? This one is literally all immersion. It's very immersive. Like, Yeah. It's weird. Like, I think plot-wise, it's a two, Mm -hmm. but writing and immersion-wise, it's like a four. So I'm I'm, I'm bumping it up to a three. I got to, like, I got to split the difference. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. But like I said, I feel like this is a book that y- you you shouldn't read all in like one sitting. If possible, it would probably be good to take this book like chapter by chapter. Okay. Like chap like chapter at like at a time. And if it gives you a song, play that song while you're reading the book. Yes. Just because like I said, the, the writing is so immersive and beautiful that you can really get transported if you have like the music going and that's what i did for the first couple chapters maybe one day i will reread this book and give it the the attention Mm -hmm. that it that it deserves yeah i feel like this is this is a book that i will be rereading in the future um Maybe not now, but eventually down the line, I would like to reread this book, like I said, and yeah. give it the full dedication that I think it really needs in order to get where it needs to go. Yeah. Um. So just like a 
so we've been like talking for the past couple of weeks about like what our thing is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm bringing it. I'm starting it. I have this idea that we do at the end of the episode. Uh, you know, we, we tell you guys to have a good week, day, month, year, whatever. We'll still do it. Maybe. I don't know this time. Um, yeah. <laughs> but We'll figure it out. So what did we just suggest in terms of like a, a suggestion to take you to like to help you have that good length of time? <laughs> that good indeterminate length of time? I said I was bringing it back. My yeah. suggestion this week I highly, highly, highly recommend you read Red, White, and Royal Blue uh, by Casey McQuinston. It is probably Sick. one of the best books, like one of the best romances that I have read. Oh, shit. In a while. <laughs> it's a, it is a, it is a five star stick with you kind of book. Wow. It's, it might be a book I go back and read. It is a book. Uh, it's a, it's basically like, parallel universe if after yeah obama his terms ended that the yeah. president was a woman oh and the basically the plot of the book is that her son develops a relation her son develops a relationship with uh an alternate universe parallel universe uh prince second prince of the royal family oh and Holy it's shit it's in <laughs> it's in uh third person limited perspective uh yeah in present tense and it is just the characters like the writing the characters everything if heaving bosoms had not already read this book for the podcast i would recommend it for us to read <laughs> on the podcast it is that fucking good i tweeted Damn. both heaving bosoms and the author and was like thank you for <laughs> sharing this with me thank you so much <laughs> absolutely well, just like gutted me red white and royal blue by casey mcquiston so good highly recommend amazing oh. you heard it here first folks <laughs> not here first <laughs> why are you doing this they don't know <laughs> i literally just talked about another podcast reading i don't know what you're talking. i was gonna cut that out justin do you have a suggestion this week of, of something they can do or experience or uh... um you know just for have a have a good second just breathe <gasps> yeah just don't let shit get to you don't let yourself get out of your head just take a second life is life shit's going to happen just take a second and breathe that's all yeah slow it down guys what did what did uh takahashi say Walk slowly and drink lots of water or something like that? Yeah, walk slowly and drink lots of water. <laughs> that, that's it. Walk slowly, drink lots of water. <sighs> okay. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at what did we just read, Twitter at what did we read, or you can email us at what we read podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to read along with us, see what books are coming up or grab a copy of a book we've already finished, you can check out our book club page on Amazon Book Clubs. Search for what did we just read. Uh, we already have some people that have recommended books to us, so we are going to try and figure out how to like get those into the rotation. Um, yes. So thank you so much to those people. Uh, if you love us, please give us a five-star review. Share us with we your friends. We love you. Keep listening. Um, we will see you guys next week with, I believe we are reading Getaway Girl. I think so. Yeah, I think we're reading Getaway Girl by, I believe, Tessa Bailey. Uh, I might be wrong. You but. promised. You <laughs> promised me smut. There better be smut. 
I, I think there will be sex. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Is it between a brother and a sister? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yet. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to keep up with this joke. That's not true. <laughs> I don't even know what people are going to look at me funny. <laughs> my, my show notes are going to be cuz I don't want to put that on there. But it's such a good joke. I feel like I ha- It's too too bad. We dude. had so much fun. Okay, guys. This is a good one. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh we will see you next week with Getaway Girl by Tessa Bailey. Yay. Have a good week. <laughs> Have a good minute. Have a good hour, hour day, second, year, morning, millisecond, afternoon, morning, Ooh, afternoon, evening. evening. Have a good and sleep night. and night. Have a good sleep. Ooh, wake up refreshed. Yes. Take a deep breath when you do. Take a deep breath. Drink some water. Open up that book. Walk slowly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you guys next week. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>